Yeah, so th this deal in particular um, had a lot of had, had a lot of interested bu interesting buyers. Uh, uh, it was very competitive, but but it had a flaw. The deal was uh, a landlord that was pocketing a lot of cash in their rents, uh, that was not showing accurate uh, income uh, for a very long time. So it discouraged a lot of traditional buyers, the buyers that needed their, their accurate trailing 12, uh, their accurate income statements, their bank statements. So this in particular scared a lot of buyers away. It was definitely not a deal that you could take to the bank to finance because of that. So that's how we were able to get an edge in buying this deal. Welcome to Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Talee. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Talee, and my guest today is Avil Ballesteros. Welcome, Avil. Hi, thank you for having me. I am super excited to have you here today. Um, Avil is one of my partners on my first syndication and we're super excited about this project in Ohio. And uh, it's been such a great um, experience so far working with you and your team uh, on this syndication. So um, I'm excited to share uh, with my audience uh, your one deal that you're gonna share with us today. Um, but you know, before we start, let me let me give you a little bit about Avil. So he started in real estate in 2005 as a property appraiser, while simultaneously investing in residential single-family home sector. After flipping over 200 single-family homes and a decade of residential sales, he transitions into multifamily investments and syndication. With his diverse experience in rehabilitation of properties and asset management, Avil has raised over 60 million since opening his management company and a real estate investment and syndication in 2012. Avil controls 30 million in real estate assets and a real estate portfolio of over 200 units and properties. He manages in-house and does construction and renovation all in-house. So Avil is part of the company SR Apartment Capital LLC. Welcome Avil. So tell me, how did you get into real estate? What was the, the, the thing that got you into like, I got to invest? You know what, uh, that came from, from having multiple, multiple jobs. Uh, I, 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 I was working from the age of 16 uh, all the way to age of 25. And I can't even tell you, I lost count how many jobs I had. It, it just, uh, it, it came out of frustration of being in the corporate world and hospitality and just always had that itch. Like, what if I could do something on my own? What can I do on my own? And then it just, it, it, real estate was always in the back of my mind. I grew up with a father that was always doing uh, construction and maintenance and repairs and rehabs. And uh, I would see these contractors and I would see these owners hire him and uh, I would uh, I would grow up around him fixing up these beautiful homes, and it just it came from that. I saw that I just didn't un understand the other side of the business, and that's how I kind of fell into the real estate appraisal business. I had a good friend of mine that was doing appraisals, and uh, I got introduced to the world of, of understanding values first, and then from there on it led on to 
to the path of investing. Wow, that's awesome. The Deal. All right, so what deal are we going to talk about today? We could talk about a deal that we did uh, about a year ago. Um, I would say about a year and a half ago. It was an interesting deal. It was a, it was a portfolio of uh, eight properties in a neighborhood here in Miami called Little Havana. Ooh, uh, Little Havana is on yeah, fire. Yeah. Yeah. I've been getting deals like this entire week. I've been getting a bunch of stuff of Little Havana. And, yeah. you know, when I came to the United States 20 years ago, I lived really close to Little Havana. Okay. So. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's, it's, it's a little pocket right next to Brickell. It's a couple blocks away from one of the hottest markets in South Florida. And everyone knows downtown Miami, Brickell. And um, this, 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 this transaction was interesting. It was a portfolio of 100 and, 103 units divided into eight properties. Um, they were all 1920 buildings. Uh, all had different types of remodeling. Some were original. Um, the deal, the deal was pitched to us at 14 million at, at first. Uh, wow. So hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's, let's go little by little. So what type of asset was it? Uh, this was a, this is a class C. I yeah. mean, technically, if you want to call it by the age of the property, it wouldn't fall under class C because it's a 1920 construction bill, but we're going to call it a class C because of the neighborhood. Uh, it's a working class neighborhood. All right, perfect. All right, so how, how did you find this deal? Uh, the deal came through word of mouth. It was, uh, I was shopping really hard this neighborhood. Uh, I was farming it as a broker and also as a syndicator. Uh, it came to our hands by an agent. Uh, it was an off-market listing. Uh, the, the sellers were ready to exit. They had purchased these properties at a really great price in, in, uh, in 2008. Did the minimum work. Some were updated somewhere. Did the minimum work. And um, they, I mean, they did a great exit with us, but they also left a lot of meat on the bone for us. That's awesome. So you mentioned something very important. So you had, uh, you got it from, it, it was a pocket listing from a, from a listing agent. Yes. So you had to have a relationship with this person for them to send it to you and not to somebody else. Correct. Correct. So yeah, it came through, it, it, it was being shopped around off market. This, the, the seller... The selling agent was is a very educated commercial broker, so he he knew his market. He knew he was he was reaching out to the right people. Awesome, uh, I think that that's one thing that you know as new investors we gotta work on um, getting in these relationships with repeatable agents so that um, when they have deals they they share them with us, right? How, how many units did you have before this um, this property before you acquired this property? Um, it, it would fluctuate because um, I, I, was, I, was, I was in the business of flipping a lot. I was buying, buying and holding for very short periods of time, sometimes not even a couple months. So it will, I would fluctuate from 240 to 100. Like in a month, I could have half of the portfolio that I had the previous month. Uh, it's a life of a flipper, which I always express to everyone that it's a very stressful life, uh, which is what led me to the path of syndication and you know, with the strategy of buying, holding, and, and refinancing. Uh, much better model. Yeah, flipping, um, you know, I know it's very profitable, but it's always um, scared me a little bit because, you know, I always think like, what if I buy it and then when it's time to sell, I can't, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, because of the market, yeah. you know, it goes up and down. I'm much more comfortable with buying and holding, you yeah. know, long-term. And that's that's the, um, 
what, I, how I started. I agree. Yeah. So th this deal in particular um, had a lot of had, had a lot of interested by interesting buyers. Uh, uh, it was very competitive, but but it had a flaw. The deal was uh, a landlord that was pocketing a lot of cash in their rents uh, that was not showing accurate uh, income uh, for a very long time. So it discouraged a lot of traditional buyers, the buyers that needed their, their accurate trailing 12, uh, their accurate income statements, their bank statements. So this in particular scared a lot of buyers away. It was definitely not a deal that you could take to the bank to finance because of that. So that's how we were able to get an edge in buying this deal. So that's very important because a lot of people, if they need financing, they are going to need all those documents, the, T, the T12, and you know they need all this documented income so that the bank will lend them the money. That's correct. That's right? Correct. So, all right. So what was the listing price? Uh, it was 12 million. It was 14 million. 14 million. And how much did you get it for? 10 million, 450,000. Awesome. That is amazing discount. So yeah. how did you negotiate this discount? Um, the discount came from, from just like, uh, just beating down the seller. Um, once we saw that the type of financials he was presenting, we knew off the bat that we, he was going to eliminate a big chunk of competition. So we knew that there was a, a very specific type of buyer for him and not anyone could just come up with $10.4 million in cash to close this type of asset. So once we had that leverage, we're like, okay. His financials are not accurate. Uh, he's holding on to cash. Um, how do we even believe him? Uh, um, his property management was in-house. Um, they were organized as managers, but just a lot of fishy stuff that would have scared any traditional investor. So as, as we knew more about the deal, the more information we had, the more confident we got that we could buy this deal. Awesome. Yeah. So you realized then that you could start to, to negotiate. So did you negotiate based on the financials or also like repairs needed or, you know, what type of negotiations did you get? Yeah, definitely was a combination of that. After we went into contract that we convinced them on a, uh, we were actually, uh, we actually asked for a $200,000 price reduction after we did inspection. We knew that the, the buildings, you know, if you're not familiar with what, what it takes to remodel a 1920 building, um, they're full of surprises. It's a hundred years of, of owners doing all their little rehabs and covering patches and floors on top of floors and termite damage. And so, you know, you, we knew that we needed to get a discount because they're really hard to underwrite on the construction side. Um, you could think that you got the, an accurate uh, construction on it, uh, but then once you start getting into removing stuff that you don't see in inspection reports, you're going to be full of surprises. Absolutely. Um, you know, you bring a, a, a very good point. When you are dealing with old properties like this one, you have to really have a little bit of a cushion to, you know, for all the unforeseen conditions, right? You, you know, you want to move a wall and then once you open it up, you find that all the wood behind the wall is uh, completely rot. rot and then you have to not only you know move the wall but open up and replace you know i and my mentor i always would say like you know don't open anything that you don't need to open because you're gonna find you're gonna find stuff you don't want to see yeah oh yeah 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 definitely that is definitely something that you would see in old buildings i agree right awesome all right so 
how did you fund this deal and how did you finance it? So the deal was, uh, we, we, we had to close a property cash. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting, uh, I, I knew that the numbers made sense. I, I'd used a strategy in the past where I've always thought that if the deal's good enough, the money will come up, it would appear. Uh, uh, it's not, it's, it's very stressful to go into a deal that way. Um, I knew I had a good partner of mine, Louis uh, Merbeck and Gerardo, they're, they're, they're good syndicators, strong investors, experienced. Um, they, um, I knew I had their support for a portion of the funds, but I was short on the rest of the funds. Um, I started shopping around bridge, bridge, uh, bridge lenders. I did give myself cushion on the, on the deal. You know, we had a 30 day inspection period. Mm -hmm. After that, we put 60 days in, uh, to close. So we had a total of 90 days. So within those 30 days, I was running, scrambling, doing reports, inspection, raising money. Uh, and that's how my partners that are, that are currently right now, I created SA Apartment Capital. That's how the partnership started. That's how Sam and Renee uh, connected with each other. Uh, Renee introduced Renee to the deal. He saw the deal. He liked it. Um, and then from there on, you know, we, we were able to do a, a bridge loan and, and close it all cash. All right. So for people that don't know, what is a bridge loan and how does it work? Um, and this particular deal, our, our, our investor that participated as an equity investor also participated as the bridge lender. So it, it was a win-win for him. He came in as a bridge lender, uh, you know, charges, uh, charges a percentage and a point at closing. And, and then he participated on the equity side. And then I raised the other equity side with my partner. So a bridge, the bridge loan was for 18 months. Okay, so it's a higher interest loan, but for a short period of time. That's and correct. so that gives you time to turn the property around, to remodel it so that then you can finance it uh, with regular debt. Is, is that the goal? That is correct. So the, the goal actually on this asset was to sell off the properties that we didn't want use the equity because we knew we had a lot of equity when we bought the deal. We knew that if these properties were marketed separately instead of a package deal, we could get the cap the equity of the capital and bring down our debt. And that's what we did. So out of out of the eight properties, we kept three. We sold we sold five as is. We did no repairs to them. We made a profit on those, used the profits to rehab the other ones and we refinanced out of those three, we refinanced two. And now in the process of refinancing the third one. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, so what's your exit strategy on those two, uh, those three that you kept? So uh, two, we did, we did a, a Freddie Mac refinance. Um, we remodeled them, fixed them up, increased the rents. When we bought these assets, the, the one bedrooms are renting for 700, 750. We knew that the market rents in that neighborhood were 1100. And yeah, and we actually hit that target and even above that target to 1150 on all our units so that we were happy to see that. Um, but the rehabs were extensive and, and they were done with permits. So it, 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 it was, it, it was challenging. It was challenging. Right. So one thing that I want to go back to is uh, the underwriting, because, you know, you were talking about how um, not the guy didn't have the, the seller didn't have the, the financials for you for a proper underwriting. So how did you, uh, 
you know, safeguard yourself? Um, what type of, uh, how did you do the underwriting in this case where, you know, you didn't, how did you confirm that the, what he was telling you was the truth? Well, you know what, it's, we met with the, with the seller multiple times. He, he was a very friendly person. He, he, it was also a lot of, a lot of communication. He was very communicative. He did show us a lot of uh, money orders. Uh, he, in fact, actually would bring us into his, uh, his office and show us all the cash rents that were coming in. It was a lot of cash, a lot of money orders. Um, he was very open about that. So that made us feel comfortable. He wasn't being sneaky about that. So what, what he, it's, it, it, as during those 30 days of inspection, the relationship got better. The more I got to know him, the more I got to know his business. I saw that he wasn't an honest seller. He just wasn't, his financials on his, on his bank statements were different, but he was collecting these rents. He just had another, another way of doing it. So what scared off people in the beginning and for them not making an effort to, to really go into a deal and get to know a seller is what was our benefit. Once we got to know him, we got to know his property manager. I've been with him for 10 years. We're like, all right, these are honest people. This is the way they do business. They, you know, they have things off the books and that made us feel comfortable. Okay, all right, the properties, it, they, were, they were about 95% occupied consistently. So, so it, that's how we feel more comfortable with the deal. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, SAR or SAR apartments. Uh, you, yeah. you said that this deal brought you and your partners together and then you created this company. So tell me a little, a little bit about that, because I think, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot every time that I go to a conference or I go to a meetup, it's people looking for partners, right? Yeah. You know, and it's so hard to find the right people to, to be able to have the same work ethic and that have the same goals and that you uh, just get along with, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, that came, so out of that year of executing uh, our game plan on those buildings, um, me and my partners, uh, Sam and, and Renee got to know each other throughout that process. And um, the more I saw what they were doing, what I was doing and what they have done and what I had done, um, just like, just got me motivated saying, look guys, I see what you're doing. I, I see what you've done in the past. I need I, I need to learn more from you guys, but I also know how I could help you guys too. And I know what I could put in front of you that will make your life easier. Uh, and I know what assets I could bring so we could do this in a bigger level. And that's how the company was created uh, with just a single vision of buying classy apartments, uh, in, you know, Atlanta, Florida, Ohio, and other states that we have on our target that we would like to buy. Uh, I, I, I always call it, uh, I always call my partners, uh, uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and I, I'll probably put myself as Dwayne Wade. Um, but I, I, I always wanted to put that team together. I always tell them that that's, a, that's how I feel they are. That's awesome. And you know, it's, it's so important what you're saying, you know, bringing value to a team, right? Like you not only were looking for what they could give you, but what you could bring to the team. And yeah. I think that's how I also, you know, partner up with you guys because you know I I was talking with one of our other partners with Wade and I was uh, sharing you know talking about you know doing something together and like I offered my help with marketing uh, which is something that they were lacking at the time and I'm like you know I can help you with this and he knew that I was already 
working really hard to, to get into a syndication and, and that I could raise capital. So I brought that value to the team and, and you know, that's how you form an amazing team. And I am super excited about, you know, the progress that we're having on, on the property in Ohio. I can't wait to go there. I, oh, yeah. I yeah. my, my travel uh, arrangements once already, but, uh, you know, probably in, in the it's next- beautiful time to go to Ohio right now. It's beautiful, it's fall season, so it's beautiful right now. Amazing. All right, Abiel, what books or what audiobooks are you listening to lately? Ooh, I'm gonna have to check right now. So I can tell you right now one that I'm listening to all right, let me let me pull. I, I put you there on the spot because I forgot to tell you <laughs> the question. But you know, yeah. I I'm the type of person that if I am uh, reading a, a hardcover, like I fall asleep. So I, 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 honestly, I'm not I'm not a hardcover guy. I have a huge collection of books on audiobook. I've mentioned it to be like I, I am an audiobook. I love it. It's my thing. Um, I'll tell you one that I just finished reading is Atomic Habits. Really love popular. It. Yeah, James Clear, that's very popular. I just got into one that I love and it's Born to Run. It's a very inspiring book. It's, it's inspiring. It has nothing to do about business, but it has to do a lot about uh, self-discipline uh, that you could get from just running a lot. Uh, and then those are my two favorite books right now. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have to say, since I found, um, you know, Audible, I've been listening to a bunch of books and, you know, last year I, I did like six books and that's like the most I've read in my life before. Like, seriously, I would read like the summary of a book before, <laughs> but now I, you know, it, it's just so nice to, you know, especially when you're driving a lot, um, you, you have all that time that you're by yourself and you can be listening to a book and learning something new. Yeah, a hundred percent. I do it all the time. I travel a lot to our properties in Jacksonville and and whenever I think about that five-hour ride, I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to knock out a book and I'll just plug it in. Yeah, it works. Absolutely. Productivity hack. All right. So let's talk about your productivity hack. So what is that one thing that you have implemented in your business that has helped you to grow it exponentially? Hiring a virtual assistant. Wow. Wow. That is by far the best thing that anyone could do to, ex- to, to, create, to create so much more productivity. Amazing. Expert tips. All right. So we are actually going to talk about on our three expert tips on how to delegate to a VA. And you told me like three different things that you get your VA to do and you, you have more things that you, you know, you, ha- she helps you with, but these are the, the top things that she helps you with. So tell me. Um, number one thing right now that my VA is helping me with is underwriting deals. Um, basically, uh, you got to take the time to train your VA on underwriting deals for you. So if you're in the multifamily business, uh, one of the most important things is, you know, getting the income statements, the rent rolls the marketing package, getting all that information and systemizing it where the, your VA puts it on your cash flow model analysis that you create. And that way they plug in all this information for you. If you even teach, if you even teach them correctly, they can even help you. They could do a lot of the research for you on what the tax increase would be after you purchase your properties on your performa, research the rents on your performa. Uh, this will save you a ton of time 
by the time it's in front of you, everything's plugged in, ready for you just to tweak it and play with the numbers to see what your offer is going to do. Uh, that is the only way that you're going to be able to maximize. You need to put a lot of offers out there to get one deal. So that is by far one of the best things that you could do with a VA. So how long did you take before having a VA to analyze one deal? I mean, it, it depends. I mean, we're analyzing big deals. We're analyzing 100, 200, 300 units. Uh, we analyzed recently a 1,300 units that I spoke to you about. So a lot of these deals will take hours out, out, of, your, out of your day. And especially to, to, to take that much time underwriting a deal, and by the time you submit your offer, it, your offer is not even close to what it's, it's gonna, to the competitors, it's very discouraging. So if you really look at the numbers, you and I look back at my history of offers, like you gotta, you gotta underwrite over a hundred offers to maybe get one or two good deals. So it's not easy. And then plus on top of that, you're, you're talking to these agents or to these sellers why are you preparing these offers? So it's very time consuming. So VA could help you out tremendously on that. Amazing. Okay. What's the number two expert tip? Um, use your VA to help you hire other VAs. So uh, if you are have website, marketing, social media, advertising, you can use your VA to manage those other VAs uh, and those other tasks that they can't handle. So my, my VA helps me out with hiring other, other, uh, other VAs for other tasks that we have. So did you train your VA to do this? Do you have like certain standards or did she already have this experience? I, I was very fortunate that I found a VA that she's amazingly talented. Um, she is great. Um, she came with a background of management. So it was very easy. She picked it up really fast. She picks up everything very fast. Very happy with it. Awesome. All right, what's the number three? Number three is having your VA help you hire uh, on your operations. I use my, uh, our VA helps, you, helps us hire project managers, um, construction workers, uh, everything from interviewing them from the beginning uh, to first interview, second interview. My VA has helped us hire uh, a lot of employees for our projects throughout the country. Right, so she does the advertising for the job opening, then she screens them, and then you know if you get a thousand applications, then she picks the best hundred, and then she goes to an interview, and then you only get the top people. That is one hundred percent correct. That's exactly the process. She would she will post the she will post the the, the listing uh, for the position. She will screen out the resumes that are not are not not what we're looking for. She will do the first interview. We also do an exam, so we make them take an exam. After the exam, then I do the interview. Or my property managers or my project managers, uh, they're on the site with it. What type of exam? Uh, there's, a, there's, an, there's an employee exam. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, so we just hired recently a project manager. The project manager uh, took a project manager exam. And that's oh. how you get, you can get a, it's like a personality test. See how oh, awesome they are. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for that. I, you know, I am on the track of, of getting a, a VA to, to help me with some stuff. So I think it, it's a little bit frustrating because at the beginning it does take more time, you know, to, to get your systems going and to teach them what you want them to do. But once you have it set up, then, you know, it's, it multiplies because you are not spending all that time doing it yourself. 
the trick the trick that I that I use for any type of training that you want to do with your VA is because let's say you get you're unlucky and you you hire a VA and then you lose that VA in two or three weeks then you got to do this all over again. I would record every training session. So I know I know you like to use Asana, um, but what you could do is record on Zoom videos. You record every stage, like every con almost ninety percent of all my conversations with my VA are recorded. So that way they don't have to ask you a question again. It makes their life easier. So that is the number one trick is anything that you're going to train them on, including underwriting or anything like that. You record the session, you file it. If that VA leaves you, they can always go back and watch that training video. Absolutely. That is a great tip. All right. So for people that want to contact you and look you up on social media, tell us how, how can they contact you and what's your social media? Yeah, they can contact us at info at sarapartmentcapital.com. And like I mentioned, that's our new venture created by, my, by me and my partners. And uh, this, is, this is the company that's going to continue buying Class C apartment buildings. Uh, and we're very excited for the deals that are coming up. And you have a very specific requirement, 100 units or more, correct? Yes, that's our target, 100 units or more. Um, it, it, and it's just because it, it's, it's easier to manage and the expenses and all that that comes from having 100 more doors. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Abiel. This was an amazing conversation. It brought me back to my time living in Miami near <laughs> Little Havana. <laughs> I'm sure the little uh, house where I lived is worth a million dollars right now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's uh, thank you, everybody. And please okay. don't forget to su subscribe and uh, like our, our, uh, the podcast or the, the YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.